0: Happy new league year, everybody. This is the Full 10 Yards NFL Podcast. boys we've officially made it to a brand new league year well, new one man who won't be drew breeze we'll get on that very very shortly but let's welcome the boys in first and foremost tim how are you doing buddy
1: yeah very well uh very much caught up in the free agency frenzy as they like to call it of where it's been quite nice actually i've just finished training at work so i've managed to have an nfl network on for the last couple of days and uh, whilst it kind of just becomes background noise at some point it's, it's quite novel it's doing the novel stage at the moment so we'll, we'll see how how um, how far that goes. It's always nice to, to catch him with Hey k isn't
0: it? It certainly is, mate. It certainly is. And Steve, welcome in, mate. How are you tonight, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. It is a new league
2: year. And happy New Year to everyone. And I would like to successfully announce that the Philadelphia Eagles are under the cap. And I believe that the parade is happening tomorrow.
1: So... Do, you, do you reckon, do you reckon like, you know, with the Chinese New Year, you get animals. Do you reckon, like, every New Year they should have a player?
2: Like,
0: yeah, or just yeah. like, Highlight of that year. Who's the best player? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let's get into it, fellas. We'll talk plenty, free agency, because that's obviously all the news coming out this week. Uh, officially, the league year will start in exactly 13 minutes. We're recording this at 13 minutes to the start of the new league year. So news will probably break as we are recording. Get the
1: follow-up,
0: um, <laughs> As we said, one <laughs> man who definitely won't be making any headlines in 2021, unless he does so in the broadcast booth, of course, is Drew Brees, officially retired. Um, I think we all thought it was coming. There was... A little bit of a carrot dangled a few weeks ago when the Russell Wilson trade rumours started swirling and Drew Brees put a bit of a video. People thought, actually, is he coming back? But now, officially hanging it up, um, he'll go down in history as one of the best to ever do it. I think he's pretty much a surefire first ballot Hall of Fame with the career numbers that he has got. Obviously, leads the league, uh, the league in terms of, you know, passing yards and all of those type of things. Obviously, could well be overtaken during the course of the next season by a certain Tom Brady. Um, but Tim, Breeze bows out overall disappointing career or, you know, do those stats sort of make you think, well, actually, you know, despite the only one Super Bowl win, it was good all, all the things being said.
1: So, yeah, well, yeah, I, I think it is disappointing. Also disappointing the fact that he's cost me 11 quid because I had a bet on him a couple of weeks ago when he posted that video at 8-1 to, to be the uh, the quarterback for the <laughs> Northern Orleans Saints come week one. So he's, uh, yeah, if you're watching, Drew, give me that 11 pound back, mate, right, or whatever, was it, $15? Um, yeah, I, I think on the grand scheme of things, it has to go down to disappointment purely because, well, his career, uh, purely because he only won one Super Bowl. You know, we're gonna be saying this in a couple of years with Aaron Rodgers, because I don't think he'll win another one. Um I just think with we've, we've I know their defence wasn't great at the start of, of his his um tenure in, in New Orleans, but you know last couple of years the defence has been really good. And you think about the amount of weapons that they've had, you know, from the likes of Jimmy Graham, Marcus Colston years and you know, even up to the last couple of years with Alvin Kamara and, and Michael Thomas and all the rest of it and setting setting all of these records to then only show you know one trophy in the trophy cabinet. I think I think personally You probably have to say it's a disappointment, despite him, you know, everyone rolling the red carpet out for the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, um, yeah, disappointment for you.
0: I'm not having that, Steve. Surely a man with all of these statistics. I know it's a team sport and all the rest of it, you know, but Drew Brees has certainly kept his head to the bargain, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, I think it's, you, it's difficult to say disappointment. I don't think you can call it a disappointment for, for how long he's lasted, his, his longevity in the league. And, and stats that you just showed on that page, like he's, he's going to hold so many records for the next few years. And will, will some of those ever be beaten? Like he's the all-time pass yards leader, all-time completions leader. Uh, he's the only player with multiple 5,000-yard seasons, and he's got five of them. Um, and he's got seven seasons leading the NFL uh, in past yards. So he's got some incredible statistics to his name, as we can all see. Um, you know obviously a lot of these quarterbacks that have, that have been in the league for so many years like him like Rogers, like Tim said are going to be judged in years to come by how many rings they won you know and, and you can only you know there's only a, f- a certain amount to go around in this in the career of a of an NFL player and it's telling that in the time that he's been in the league Tom Brady and Peyton Manning have amassed what nine between them you know and, and him and Robin Rogers have only got one each and I think it's difficult to call it a disappointment but I, it's it's mad to think that they he never won another like I I think,
1: the high. <laughs> I th- I think I think it's even more like, well, to, to raise the D word, the disappointment. I think the fact that he's not ever been back to another one. Is he only just won the one he, he was in? I think the fact that he's not been to another Super Bowl, it's quite disappointing. Obviously, yeah, Rodgers has been to a couple and has he been to a couple?
2: Did he lose one? I can't remember. I don't know. I, we didn't, I didn't plan for but Aaron Rodgers talking to us. But. I, I know that Breeze has only been to one. So yeah, in yeah. the 15 years, he's been to the playoff nine times in the 15 seasons with the Saints, but he's only been to one Super Bowl, mm. which, and, and Patrick Mahomes has been in the league what, three years? He's now already been to two. You know, yeah. and, that, and that tells you its own story, doesn't it? And, and I think that the Saints' best chance to win another was the year that the Eagles won it. Because I think had they have not lost that last minute game to the Vikings, I think the Saints would have beaten the Eagles. I really. Don't uh,
1: think. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, if if the Saints weren't allergic to some ze- to a bite from a couple of zebras, then oh yeah, obviously they would have gone to a couple more. But yeah, that's that's by the by. I can't really do much too much about that. But then you know, if you're if you're in a position where you, you're susceptible to you know one score game late, one score game late in late in the NFC Championship game, then. Yeah, it's sometimes the coin just is just gonna flip on the other side.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think it, it was it was a shame to see last year, like you could tell towards the end his arm was going and it was just I think he's called it at the right time, like stop trying to chase it for as long as you can and go out on a high whilst you really
0: can. Yeah. Um, yeah, completely agree with that. He was uh, one of the quarterbacks that really got me into the game in a big way when I first started watching it 13 or so years ago. Uh, loved him all throughout his career. So, it looks like I say, fabulous career. He will certainly end up in Canton. Uh, let's talk then about the players that will be suiting up in 2021 and the guys that were given the franchise tag. Let's quickly run through these Chris Godwin, Alan Robinson, Marcus May, Taylor Motton, Cam Robinson. Brandon Scherf, Justin Simmons, Leonard Williams, and Marcus Williams—they're um, the guys that got the franchise tags. Um, obviously, a couple of those have already re-signed yeah. contracts. Um, as well, I haven't learned me. my lesson,
1: obviously, <laughs> from doing my <laughs> graphics too early.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as to probably be expected, obviously, the franchise tag—you know—essentially just gives the 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 team the exclusive negotiating window with the players. Obviously, none of these tags necessarily signed at this moment. Um, But, fellas, any that jump out there as a bit of a surprise? Any that you think it's basically, you know, they may well end up having to play on the tag, but this will be the last year that you see them. Steve, let's start with you.
2: Yeah, I think uh, i I think just purely for financial constraints, I think Godwin might end up being a cap casualty next year. Um, Just because, you know, that team, the amount of players they've brought back subsequently in the last few weeks, in the last week or so, is he going to become a casualty because they just can't afford to keep everyone, you know, like so many teams have to after they win a Super Bowl? They, you know, big players have to go because you can't afford to have everyone around. So I think he could be an interesting one to look at if he plays on the tag and if they manage to work some cap magic to get him to get him uh, on a, on a longer term deal. But I think someone that definitely will, and, and if I was Jacksonville, I definitely would be locking him down is, um, uh, is Robinson. I think he's a, he's a fantastic running back. He proved last season how valuable he is to that franchise and undrafted free agent as well. So I think they'll, um I think they'll look to get him on, him on a, on a big deal.
1: Hmm. I think I think uh, Chris Godwin will take the Brady discount and and kind of they work another two year deal because I think what makes sense for Godwin is if you're obviously you're in the chase for Super Bowls and you're not really. Yeah, he's going to have be quite a tempting contract to, to go away from Tampa Bay. I think he'll take like a two-year deal because then Brady will retire or, or whatever and then he'll hit the market at a decent age for a wide receiver to then go and get big bucks again. And so he's not, I, don't, I think by taking a two-year deal, I don't, I don't think he'll necessarily miss out too much. And I don't think considering the salary cap this year and maybe even next year, I don't think, again, you know, look, you look how wide receivers has gone in free agency this year. I know circumstances are slightly different, but it might might be tough to get a bit of a market, especially with all the, uh, the talent coming through this year as well. In the, in the draft and in um, last year's as well. You look at the rookies from last year. Um, so, yeah, I think Godwin will, will look to maybe do a, a short-term deal, take a bit of a discount, and then, you know, see if the, the wide receiver market kind of resets itself. And, you know, maybe a few more things open up, a few more guys retire, like you AJ Greens and all the rest of it, kind of, you know, blow the cobwebs away and, and, and go from there. But, yeah, I think, um, obviously, the standout one for to to go next year, Aaron Robinson, I mean, he must be telling, tearing his hair out. I mean, he's not – he's not. I don't think he's going to be the first person to call Andy Dorsey.
0: Don't know what you mean, mate. Don't know what you mean. Don't know what you mean at all. Yeah, bit of a bit of a strange one that we may well get on to Andy Dalton a little bit later. So they're the guys go, that got the franchise tag. Um couple that didn't get the tags. Um Kenny Galladay slightly surprising, but obviously the lion's in a bit of a rebuild mode, so maybe not too much of a surprise. Um and then Aaron Jones was a potential candidate, but he got a deal worked out with the Green Bay Packers, um, paying running backs often not really viewed as the way to go. I, I certainly believe that they should get paid, um, but you know there is a history of people regretting paying for a running back's contract, $48 million over four years. And, and to be honest, I think as much as anything, it was his usage at the back end of last season. I thought he was just pretty much resigned to the fact that he would be going. Um, yeah, you know, when when push came to shove, you know there was a lot more Jamal Williams in the backfield. Um, but you know, all of a sudden, Aaron Jones is indeed back in Green Bay. Um, when he goes, to be fair, the Packers go. Um, you know, it's often Aaron Rodgers that gets all the credit. But if Aaron Jones has himself a nice game, then the Packers generally um, you know get the get the job done. Steve, your views on Aaron Jones? Obviously, going to be one of the highest-paid running backs in in the game uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think you're spot on about
2: when he has a good game and Green Bay have a good game. He's like the you know he complements Aaron Rodgers really well. Um, he's also is one of these sort of modern style dynamic running backs that can can also uh, produce yardage um, not in the backfield and also you know catch passes as well, which which a lot of running backs are asked to do these days. So yeah, you're spot on there. But I I disagree with you with paying running backs. I'm I'm in the camp that I think that. You know for the big blockbuster deals you know the types that like um zeki got from from uh, dallas um that type of deal is such a risk for a position that's that's so um you know fraught with injuries and and especially when running backs are a dime a dozen you know the amount of guys that you can pick up um you know even in later rounds or even in undrafted guys that can then come in and be and be really really good players i just think it's such a risk with your with your capital especially with how you know when the quarterback position is now Coming, you know, so incredibly high paid. Do you is the running back? Do you really want to go down that route? Like, you know, Dallas has got a really interesting question coming up in the next couple of years when with both running back and quarterback on a, you know, such huge contracts. I think that's one to look at in that in that example for sure. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I think with with Aaron Jones, like. Um... It was one, probably one of the most surprising transactions. Of, obviously, it was an acquisition where he technically was free agent or not. But um, I, I think even more so, I'm just a bit bewildered at why then pick AJ Dillon in the second round or whenever they picked him in the last year. I mean, you know, I, I fully expected, you know, you, you, you say to me, "I'll oh, give me odds on Aaron Jones going elsewhere. I would, have, I would have given you ones of 100 that he was going elsewhere. So you could have made a lot of money off me standing in, in Green Bay. But why, why pick AJ Dillon? In, you know, I know Jamal Williams has now gone, but if, you know, they're kind of similar types of running backs and Jamal Williams was kind of your pass blocker, your pass protector and your catcher, I know Aaron Jones can do that as well but it just seems to be a bit, it just makes even more, the pick last year a bit more
2: peculiar. Especially considering yeah. they pick the quarterback in the first round as well. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, They need to give Aaron Rodgers some weapons, some receivers and they don't pick any in the first or second round. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm, I'm convinced that's going to go down as one of the worst drafts in the history of the NFL should say on Aaron Jones, his contract might have stated four years, 48 million. His salary for the next two years, basically <laughs> 1.1 million. Um, you know, he's not going to see anywhere near 48 million. I think it's safe to say he's there for another couple of years um, and then we'll probably be cut. Um, before we move on to New England, and we could have potentially mentioned this at the Drew Brees stage, well, as we just mentioned about the Aaron Jones contract there and the fact that it's obviously a fairly easy out for the Packers. If ever anybody needed any reassurance, the NFL salary cap is the biggest farce I have ever known in my life. Take a look at Taysom Hill's new four-year, year (laughs) $140 million contract.
1: Might as well give out to him in Monopoly money.
0: Fellas, all all joking aside, I've always stood on this position when it comes to the cap. Yes, obviously you have to be mindful of it, but there are so many people that get so paranoid about it and every decision it's oh, but they've overpaid here. and I'm sorry, the NFL salary cap has got to be the most easy thing to manipulate. And maybe it's because of the cap going down and teams have had to react, but it seems to be the year of the voidable contract or voidable years on the contract. Did the league really just need to start clamping down on this? Because there is either a salary cap or there isn't. And quite frankly, if you're just moving money that's never, ever going to be paid and just pushing it further and further down the line, Surely to God, the league need to actually step in and do something because it is just absolutely crazy what's going on this year in terms of the teams that are, are, are pulling skullduggery with the cap. I know, Steve, you joked at the start that the Eagles have got under the cap number. All right, but let's face it, there were a lot of teams in a similar situation that were struggling. The Steelers, the Saints. The Saints, yeah, the Saints, were, the Saints were over the cap and a franchise tag somebody. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely <laughs> bonkers. The Saints,
1: the Saints have been kicking their salary cap can down the road for about five the last five years.
0: Mm. Yeah, the point is, if I can keep doing it, why not?
1: Mm. Well, it's all about it's all about cash. It's all about cash. If you can, if you can pay up the cash up front to do your signing bonus or your roster bonuses, and just pay it all as cash, because then it just gets separated equally amongst however long the contract is. I mean, yeah, I mean avoidable year things, absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, you yeah, know, it's, it's almost just it's just a loophole, isn't it? They just find a loophole. I, I think it's absolutely absolutely crazy. But if they're gonna, if if you can do it, they can do it, and it's legal, then then why not? You know, if it wasn't legal, maybe the New England Patriots would do a bit more, I don't know
2: <laughs> And I think we're seeing it probably a lot more this year, especially these voidable years. Like you said, Taysom Hill's got some, hasn't uh, Dak Prescott's got a couple as well, hasn't he, in this contract, these voidable years. But I think we're probably seeing it quite a lot this year because the cap's gone down to like 182. And mm-hmm. next year, without COVID, it will go back up to it. I've read numbers of around sort of 220, depending yes. on the deals and stuff. So an extra 40 billion million of cap space, you, know, you bet these teams are then going to go splurging again, again. So yeah, it's, I think it's it's largely because of what's happening, but I do agree that that there's sometimes decisions that are made that it's like, hang on a second. But I thought we you couldn't do that because you were too far over the cap, and yet
0: here we are, magically, you know. I do say the same thing every year. Don't get worked up about the cap. It's it's just quite simple. Don't get worked up. Don't try to learn about it. People often say, I need to learn about the cap. Maybe this will be the year I'll learn about the cap. Don't worry yourself. Just enjoy the game. Let the people that are paid in the front offices <laughs> deal with the cap. As fans, just enjoy the players that end up on the field. That is my very simplistic way of looking at it. One fella who has been spending his cash like it's going out of fashion is, of course, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. He basically seemed every single time that Schefter or Rappaport put a tweet out, it was somebody else on his way to the New England Patriots. And let's be honest, fellas, it's a bit of a laundry list of, uh, of, of players here, isn't it? You know, we've got Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. Um, they're on the offensive side of the ball. Um... And then, oh so should have also included the centre there, Ted Karras as well. Defensively, Matt Judon coming in from the Ravens, Jalen Mills, Davin. is it God Show? Oh, no, I'm show, gonna yeah. go with I'm gonna go with God Show. Sounds like a sounds like a nice dessert, doesn't it? A bit, a bit of show pastry there. Um
1: it's Church on a Sunday, isn't it? God show. Something
0: like that, mate. Something like that. But fellas, <laughs> all joking, all joking aside, this is not what the New England Patriots generally do i mean usually they let players leave like there's no tomorrow in free agency they're usually the team that end up with about 17 compensation picks in the nfl draft every year because they've had so much roster turnover uh but they are going all guns blazing it seems to retool this franchise obviously you've got to also bear in mind that they're going to have a lot of players coming back from the covid opt-out list in terms of patrick chung Dante hightower Marcus Cannon was due to come back, but he's been replaced by Trent Brown, who I think is an absolutely brilliant acquisition back to New England. He's an absolute man-mountain of a human being. He will uh, man at the right tackle spot. But I suppose, fellas, simple question. Is it going to be worth it in the end, Tim?
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. There's, there's obviously stats flying around everywhere from the media saying, you know, you know the, the the historic record of teams that have done X amount in free agency have not made the playoffs for for whatever reason um, for for however many years. But um, yeah, Bill Bellage is just screaming of um, acting like you know, you know, you, you've had a breakup with with your ex, and you know, you've gone to see their Facebook profile, and they're going on to do great things, throwing Lombardi trophies between yachts, and getting absolutely pissed on avocado sh- avocado shots so um bill belichick's kind of reacting said right right well i'm gonna update my facebook status and i'm gonna have i'm gonna add 11 new friends to my to my <laughs> to my friends list so um yeah it's not it's not again it's not the uh the the uh, ingredients you put into a mountain pot to uh to, to get go and get a Super Bowl or, or, or success it's it's obviously deemed the opposite, uh, or perceived uh, that way. So it remains to be seen if Belichick can kind of harness the upheaval and, and turn it into something that is a successful season. But like I say, you've, they've got you know, returning players as well. So there's a hell of a lot of... Um, it's, it's, it's going to take more than ten minutes to do an introductory session on Zoom when you do uh, when they do meetings when they come back from from whatever is their break and they do their training camps and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, to me, it, it, regardless of who they've brought in, still still all relies on Cam Newton. If Cam Newton can't throw the ball with his noodle arm, um, yeah, they're not going to do anything. I know they're running it back to try and emulate you know Gronk and uh, and the, the other tight end. But um, yeah, if, if Cam Newton is the Cam Newton of last year and you know he level off season in. in, in yeah, he'll be better prepared for this season. But um, if he if he can't do it, they're not going anywhere. Um, I, th- I think they'll make the playoffs. I think success for them is reaching maybe the divisional round. I don't think they'll they they'll get to the championship round or the Super bowl. But um, yeah, but Bill Belichick certainly uh, making some moves and making it rain. But Nike needs to go out for a, for a walk, doesn't he? Because he's done far too many deals uh, over the last couple of days.
0: Certainly has made certainly has. Steve, your thoughts on the uh, on the rebuild?
2: Is that the name of Bill Belichick's, Belichick's dog? Is he called knack. Nike? Nike, oh, yeah. Knack. What a great dog. Um... Yeah, I mean, the, Tim was talking about stats that you've seen. I, I read one the other day that was uh, the, the two teams that have spent the most in guaranteed money since 2018 is the Jets and the Jaguars, and the two teams that have the combined worst record since 2018 is the Jets and the Jaguars. So it just shows you that if you kind of continue a splurge using free agency, it doesn't always provide results. And I think it's interesting that this is this is finally happening, like, like you said, New England have never been once to, to splash this way mm. in free agency. They've always been manager and maybe that's because they had Tom Brady on such a big contract and other players like that um, so they didn't have the space to but um, interesting like you know some of the contracts they've given out like like Hunter Henry for example his contract is massive you know and it's just because just you have the money doesn't necessarily mean you should spend it so and it's also interesting as well they picked two tight ends in the third round of the draft last year and they're already getting two more in like have they given up on the tight ends that quickly like it's, it's really interesting and it does make you wonder how much of a how much of an impact Nick Casiro had to Who's now in in Houston running the running the um, the show in Houston? He went from New England, and he was really valued. I know in in, in the Patriots uh, organization, and I wonder how much of a of a leash he kept on Belichick. If you know if that sentence even makes sense, but you know it does make you think. Like right? a lot of that's a lot of money to be spending in free agency, a team that have never usually done that before. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's just a strange one as well. Like I say, it's so out of character. It does sort of smack a little bit of desperation. I mean. Obviously, you know, going back to the two tight ends, obviously it was massively successful with Gronk and, and Hernandez all those years ago. Um, you know, but let's be honest, John o. Smith, I think everybody loves John o. Smith, you know. But let's face it, 57 games in his career, 105 receptions. He's not Rob Gronkowski, is he? Hunter Henry, 55 games in his career, 196 receptions. Again, they're not exactly you know, jumping off the page to me as, as, as massive weapons. And obviously, Nelson Aguilar had a nice rebound season last year with the Raiders. I think that was one of the you know the most surprising things of last year. Let's face it, though, he's now been paid like one of the top wide receivers in the league. You know, he's got, what was it, 26 million over two years? You know, yeah. he's been paid to to produce at high level. Kendrick Bourne's never done anything really in San Francisco. So, you know, again, it's... Just very, very strange. Just a lot of players that, you know, aren't necessarily at the top, if you like, of the of the positions that they play and they're being paid as though they are. Um, You know, I think in, in terms of Smith and Henry in particular, I think they now have th- uh, two of the top five t- paid tight ends in the game behind George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, you know. George Kittle and Travis Kelsey are effectively on a different planet compared to these two guys that we're talking about here. So, very, very strange. it would be interesting to see how it all does indeed pan out. Obviously, it's not just New England spending money, though, fellas. Obviously, deals happening left, right and centre. Plenty of stuff happening. Uh, Not so much for the wide receivers, which is interesting. Uh, A few of those being signed up today, though. Um, So, just... Let's get some reaction, Tim. Good deals, bad deals, anything that's really surprised you?
1: A couple surprising. um, Tyra Taylor. um, (laughs) How did he get 12 million year? Jesus Christ. I mean, I think it's nearer five and then 12 incentives. But um, the moment you see Tyra Taylor going to Houston, you're thinking, okay, that's just Sean Watson's going out the other way and then we're tanking for 2021. So buckle up, Houston fans. It's going to get cool. Um, Yeah, the one. I think Trey Hendrickson, based off of his... Um, of his production, I thought I thought he was he was quite overpaid. Uh, was it four years, sixty million? I thought that was quite a bit of a, a bit of a leap of faith with him. Uh, and that, again, I said it earlier. Aaron Jones, I thought was considering you know running backs and all the rest of it. I thought four years and forty eight. And the, again, I know it's all backloading. He's going to be there for four years, but uh, he's not he's not um, not the youngest considering. Obviously, they have got AJ Dillon through the door, but uh, a couple of guys that I thought were, were overpaid. I mean, uh, AJ Green getting eight million. Um, fair play to his uh, fair play to his agent. And, and actually, shout out to Drew Rosenhauer. Who worked worked probably worked harder than Santa does on, on Christmas Day, but um he, he got a lot of deals done. Uh Leonard Williams, I think that's David Gutman's stubbornness there saying, Oh, look what I did, look what I turned a third round pick into. Um and then Corey Davis getting three years, thirty-seven and a half million to be the number two in the New York Jets, and they haven't even got the number one yet. That's uh quite interesting. And Gronk getting Gronk getting eight million for going back to Tampa, I thought was was quite high considering who he is, what he does, and you know, essentially he's just mucking around. He's going to be mucking around next year personally. Uh, but a couple of good ones, I thought, a couple of uh, really good value ones. Uh, Corey Lindsley, uh, I think Justin Herbert would be a lot happier with his offensive line and um, john johnson for you boys in, in Cleveland. uh that, that secondary ne- needed a lot of help i thought that was a good uh good deal with him and uh, kevin Zyler, one of the first ones in the legal tampering period um i thought three is 22 millions for for that for the lineman uh, i thought was very shrewd business
0: yeah no i'd agree with that trey hendrickson to make smacked of the guy that was going to get overpaid by somebody this year um Surprising for me in terms of the Bengals that they just didn't keep hold of Carl Lawson. who was more of a known quantity for them. Um, you know, you could almost argue comparable players. You know, I mean, some people have made the argument that Lawson potentially slightly better, like, say, Hendrickson really cashing in off the back of one good season, 20 sacks in his career, 13 and a half in a, in a contract year. Um, someone was always going to pay him. Um, and like you say, fingers crossed for for Bengals fans that it works out. But uh, you know, certainly like you say, a little bit of a a leap of faith. Steve, anything that's uh, caught your eye?
2: Yeah, Drew Rosenhaas giving out $250 million worth of
0: contracts on the first day of
2: legal tampering. He earned himself a payday, didn't he? Oh, God, the commission he must be on. Um, yeah, uh, the couple that Tim mentioned, like Nelson Aguilar. I watched Nelson Aguilar for five years. He is not worth <laughs> was two years. Apart from the Super Bowl season, he did pretty much nothing. So that's an incredible contract for him to get. Um, the Trent Williams contract, like, I don't, you know, him getting paid is not a surprise, but how long he's got paid for. Oh, yeah, five, yeah,
1: yeah. Was it five or six years and thirty two year old? Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: six years thirty-two year old offensive lineman, hundred and thirty-eight million dollars. That's that's shocking. Um so yeah, that was that was quite a surprise. Um, in terms of overpaid, I definitely agree with AJ Green, especially when you consider how many of the wide receivers are still out there and are still available. Mm-hmm. And yet, the Arizona Cardinals went to AJ Green and gave him eight million dollars a year. You know, a guy that's been a shell of himself for a couple of seasons now. I mean, I, I wonder if they're they're hoping that he can, you know, he can thrive behind you know, Hopkins. I don't know, but yeah, he's, that's a that was a, a bit of a shock of a contract. But to be honest, the the move that I was most impressed with um, myself was was. um Shaquille Griffin to the Jaguars. I thought that's a really good move, a really shrewd move from the Jaguars. I think he's a really good player. He's been he's been on the rise in Seattle. Um and obviously that defense seems to be getting worse. So if he's got out of there and, and they've paired him up with CJ Henderson, who rookie last year, who looks a real good talent and that's that's a really interesting sort of cornerback pairing in in Jacksonville for sure.
0: No, absolutely mate. I'll, you know, I could echo pretty much everything that you guys have said, you know, I'll obviously uh Delighted with the John Johnson move. Um, as much as anything, the fact that he just turned down more money to come to Cleveland, times really are changing, fellas. I don't, <laughs> know, what on go, don't know what on earth's going wrong there, but he will be a massive uh, scheme fit there. Um, obviously, delighted to have him in Brown. Um, you know, I think you know, a degree in terms of AJ Green, that's a real, real shocker. Um, like you say, didn't really do anything, did he, these last couple of years? Obviously, been hampered by injuries. Um, so, I'd be interested to see if he can you know recapture anything like his old self you know if, you, if they can get 12 months of, of the aj green that we all know then uh, you know we could be looking at that as actually a pretty good value deal this time in 12 months time but who knows he's obviously got a lot to, to prove there um i think a big surprise to me as well just in terms of tampa um literally bringing everybody back um hmm. yeah, we spoke last week. I was convinced that they would lose at least one of those two linebackers in terms of Levante David and, and Shaq Barrett and both of them have got paid respectively. Um, you know, so it looks like Tampa are certainly all in on a on a repeat. Um obviously, like I said, league year now officially line, fellas. Uh, we doing uh, fourteen minutes past eight, so yeah, deals will now start oh, to be confirmed.
1: <laughs>
2: on the, the thing that I on the, uh, on the um, uh, Tampa news that you just talked on there, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Devin White in a couple of years' time, or is maybe even next year when he's due his contract. Because they can't pay all their linebackers, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with him. Because I think he's the best. I think he's the best of the three. Oh, Devin, he's a monster. Yeah he's, yeah, he's a
0: beast. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what, what happens there. Yeah, I think it's I think he's got another two years. So Levante David will be coming to the end of his deal. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, that could just add another sixteen voidable seasons anyway, Steve. It's nothing to worry about. Keep telling you, don't worry about the cap situation; it'll sort <laughs> itself out. Let's also <laughs> let's also not forget
2: Andy Dalton. Let's just not forget him and that, what have the Bears done? What have they done? <laughs>
0: So I, th- I think, to be fair to Andy Dalton, I think we've got to put this in context. All right? Is Andy Dalton the worst quarterback in the NFL? No, I don't think he's anywhere near the worst quarterback in the NFL. The thing that's strange about this as a move is that Andy Dalton was available last year. Obviously, last year, the Bears gave away draft capital and paid an absolute fortune for Nick Foles to then circle back... <laughs> I know you have to cut your losses and it's effectively the Bears putting their hands up and saying, we've obviously completely balls this up. Um, but it, it just... absolutely Yeah. yeah it, the optics of it don't look great, do they? I mean, you know, do I think Andy Dalton's better than Nick Foles? I don't think there's a lot between them, if we're being completely honest. But, like, he, he probably is. not a slight upgrade. Um, you know, is he going to take them to the Super Bowl? No. No. Um, you know, but realistically, I mean, Russell Wilson, by all accounts, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, I think you would sort of tweeted this in our WhatsApp group. I think the Bears did go hard for him. You know, By all accounts, have offered as many as three first-round selections as well as a couple of starting players. I don't think the players were necessarily mentioned. Um, you know, but that was certainly a heavy push for Russell Wilson. I mean, to put yourself into the Seahawks' shoes... If you were offered three first-round picks and a couple of starters, and let's just assume that they're middle-of-the-road starters, they're obviously not going to be Khalil Mack or Alan Robinson or anything like that. But let's let's assume that you know you've been offered three first rounds and a couple of rotational pieces for a quarterback that he's making enough noise to suggest that he's not happy there, and it's potentially going to be a problem at some point. Would you have taken that deal if it was on offer?
2: I, I, what what's really interesting with that news and, and yeah it was three first rounders a third rounder and two starters so that's a that's a huge trade if that's to be believed russell wilson's 32 and he'll be 33 in november like we're, we're seeing now that yeah, yes tom brady's going and he's 43 but he's obviously an exception to the rule you know how long can quarterbacks play at the top level, especially the type of game that Wilson plays. Now, don't get me wrong. I I, I love Russell Wilson. There was rumours that the Eagles were interested in him, and the, the Seahawks pipped them to him in, in the draft. Um, I love Russell Wilson. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I think he's been criminally uh, underused in, in, in Seattle since they won the Super Bowl. They haven't let him free. They haven't let him do what he wants to do. But How, you know, if you're Seattle, surely you think, well, surely Russell's only got like maybe two, maybe three years at at the top, top level left, maybe... Yeah, three first round picks, three plus a third rounder plus two starters. Surely you take that and then you, you rebuild yourself and see what you can do in terms of maybe free agency just to get by and then you 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 pick an up and comer. If you can get a 22 23 year old who's in your franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years, then yeah, you just start again.
1: Why, well, if think- you're if you're Seattle, right? And I'm sorry to interject, but if you're Seattle, right, and you're getting three first round picks, why not just flip those for Deshaun Watson?
2: It, and it makes you wonder what what is the asking price for Deshaun Watson now? Now that they now that the Texans know that's out there, do they then say okay, four four first rounders? You know, if you if you were going to pay for Russell Deshaun Watson's eight years younger than Russell Wilson. Yeah, Watson. exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, crazy crazy stuff. It looks like Wilson will at least play one more season in Seattle, and we'll see. What transpires there, but, uh, yeah, certainly an interesting one. One final interesting bit of free agency news that may have slipped under the radar. Um, Michael Brock has potentially been traded from the Rams (laughs) to the Lions. Not a big story in itself. Seventh-round pick, moving seven million of um, the Rams cap space. Problem elsewhere. Uh, But just interesting because, of course, the Rams – and Lions just traded quarterbacks, and uh, Michael Brockers when that trade went down, basically saying how much of a leg up that Matthew Stafford was compared to Jared Goff, and lo and behold, he may well not be back person, on the same. He, he may not well be, be on the same Tell him to his too. face.
2: Good, go tell him be to a, his face. a moment at training camp in July when they both show yeah. up in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you'd have thought players by now would realize in the NFL it's all about business. So, uh, like you say. By this time tomorrow, everything we've talked about could be potentially irrelevant because there'll be plenty more moves being made. Just um, quickly, yeah, do you, quickly, do you, do you reckon year. if
1: if Michael Brockers picks off uh, Jared Goff in training camp, he actually separates or does do, do he just expect
2: it? <laughs>
0: yeah, he probably just walks up to him, hands him the ball back and says, I told you so. Yeah, yeah. Big grin on his face. I wish we were still in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there are definitely three free agents today in the market, fellas, us three. Um, yeah, well, I've got to be honest, I'm not exactly in the best shape of my career. I doubt I'd be uh, running down the outside as one of the uh, wide receivers stretching the field. I think if I was going to be playing, I'd definitely be in the trenches. Not sure whether I'd rather be on the offensive or the defensive side of the ball. I think there's more glory in the trenches on the defensive side, isn't there? Good offensive lineman doesn't get noticed, does he? So maybe I want to. Maybe I'd be on the defensive line, pushing my uh, vast mass around. But fellas, if you were were lining up, where would you uh, be lining up? Uh, Steve, let's come to you first.
2: Well. Yeah, like you say, like I'm certainly not in the best shape. But when you look at those offensive linemen, some of them are like six eight and three hundred and fifty pounds. And although I'm not far off that, like you know, I'm certainly not that. And I just the six eight or the (laughs) three
1: hundred and (laughs) fifty (laughs) pounds.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd just get bullied. I would just get absolutely bullied. Um, I, I'm one of those Hollywood guys that thinks I, I could make a half decent run at being a quarterback. But I'm only five eleven, so I'm not, I'm not tall enough to be a quarterback. But then again, Drew Brees was only six foot so you know I, I reckon I could throw for 80,000 yards in the NFL yeah why not I'll, maybe I'll have a more day next week
0: <laughs> record it Mike record yeah. it I'd love to I'd love to see
2: one of those NFL pick me videos you know the great <laughs> <videos. laughs>
0: Tim, you've obviously tried your arm in a bit of uh, um, American football action. So, you know, you, you've probably got experience of this. So where where did you suit up? And if you had your chance again, would you suit up in the same position or would you be shifting?
1: oh man love love wide receiver um yeah i played wide receiver for a year yeah, obviously i'm advancing ages now so i can't really do too much anyway um if anything it just keeps you fit like because you're just running all the routes all the time and doing uh doing like reps and stuff but if i if i had to pick another position i'd probably go the opposite side i'd love to i played a t- tiny bit of corner or like i did in, in practice when we flip it around play a bit of corner uh cornerback i love i love the duels even in the end watching the nfl just watching the cornerbacks against wide receivers that fascinating i love it i love it as much as i like the schemes of on the line and doing Stunts for for blitzes and stuff. I just love watching really good cornerback play and covering and covering uh, receivers. So like obviously Jalen Ramses and that. But uh, I've got a lot of time for like, route running, like uh, Devontae Adams and yeah, just smooth. It's, oh, it's just it's, good. it's just great. Yeah, but I would stick to wide receiver because it keeps you fit and again you get to make all the, the catches in the in the celebrations in the end zone. So That's
0: it. another one seeking the glory. We're all glory hunters. We're all glory hunters. Fingers crossed we get a brick ball season. Um, obviously getting involved in terms of your local teams and all the rest of it. Fingers crossed we get some good news on uh, on that front in the coming days and weeks that's it from us in terms of the podcast a couple of things just to tell you about first and foremost uh digital copies of our nfl draft guide have started hitting inboxes you no longer need to pre-order you just need to order if you didn't pre-order and you can get one straight away there you go for those of you watching along on screen a few little snippets of what you can expect to see plenty of players covered uh great work from all the guys um that have put that together over the course of the last few weeks. Physical copies going out as well in the next couple of weeks. Um, just need to make some updates once the Pro Days and everything have come through. So, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who's already purchased one. And if you haven't already done so and would like to, get, uh, get onto yardscom uh, and the shop will be available for you to put your order through. Um, we'll get some reaction to all of the free agency stuff Probably be some written stuff coming up onto the website over the course of the next few days. And all being well, the three of us, potentially Ben, may be back in the huddle as well next week if we can get his uh, audio and his technology sorted out. Uh, we'll be back to discuss uh, more fallout from free As like I say, potentially this year, more so than ever, the second wave of free agency could well be even more interesting than the first wave as teams trying to negotiate through the uh, salary cap struggles that we have talked about this evening don't worry,
1: don't worry
0: about the cap Sean don't worry about it I'm, I'm not worried
1: about
2: it <laughs> so, <am I>? <laughs> buddy, e- the Eagles are paying Carson Wentz 33 million dollars to play for a different team this year so I agree the cap is not a thing
0: absolutely <laughs> mate absolutely do not waste any sleep over it at all fellas we have been the full 10 yards all for the game all for ball. we will catch you very very soon indeed thanks for listening and catch you soon
1: for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10
0: yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com